Welcome to We Do, the officially unofficial podcast for Watchmen on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching season one, episode seven, An Almost Religious Awe. Are you in awe of this episode, Aaron? I am in like the old school dread oh, no. of, of, of the thing, uh, uh, of the episode itself. I Yeah, no, I, I am in awe of this thing. Okay. I'm in awe of the audacity it because because we, we were just kind of I, I made this metaphor like 30 seconds ago, but like it feels like every episode that Lindelof just just inches a little bit further into the skinnier branches of credulity and, and yeah. gets further put, away from the acorn gets, his... gets further away from that main strong trunk of like what I thought was happening in, in, in this show mm-hmm. and I think that it will become even more impressive if this thing comes back to that branch and ties it up in a neat bow. But holy shit, Angela's hooked up to an elephant because yep. we mm-hmm. all know elephants have long memories. I, yeah, memory, it, some kind elephant. of like it checks out. It checks out. Yeah, yep. yeah, it checks out in sense. like in like a act like a Looney Tunes kind of cartoon <laughs> way, you uh-huh. know. I and and uh, there's, there's a lot of like uh, there was a year long 364 day long trial of Ozymandias where Ozymandias uh, represented himself and, and he rested his case with a loud and then yeah. squeaky fart uh-huh. and then wept. There's just a lot happening. How can this all how uh, can this all how can this all stick? I, I I'm very curious. It keeps it keeps ha- it, it keeps coming together like. Uh, we now know the full extent of what the Seventh Calvary is trying to do. We know mm-hmm. the full extent of what Lady True is starting to, uh, trying to do. At least that's what they're claiming. Doesn't seem like it. But even then, there was a Looney Tune element in the Seventh K plot when a literal trapdoor, mm-hmm. like like Doctor Evil style malfunctioning remote control, swallowed up Lori. Gotta update your remote. What what the fuck was that? I mean, it's crazy, and I kind of love Man. it if if this show sticks at all, you know? I, I am also in awe, but I don't know if it's awesome or uh-huh. awful. Uh, man, this is episode seven. There are two episodes left. Yep. Uh, it, it seems like they've just layered on more questions on top of the answers that we get, which is traditional lost-esque Lindelof. Uh-oh. You're using, the, you're using the L word. Yeah, well, there are two L words. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm choosing mine carefully. That's true. Uh, lost is the one I'm going with uh-huh. here. I I don't know what to say about this episode. It's very weird. Like, Yeah, it's weird as fuck. And, and I guess I kept... I keep expecting this show to finally get more, more television show-like. Mm-hmm. And I consistently come up short the the show does not give me what i'm looking for here mm-hmm. and the weirdness is starting to to shake my faith mm-hmm. that the show is actually going to land stick the landing mm-hmm. this episode just double down on it again well the interesting thing to me is like every single time i've thought that like maybe the show has gotten too weird that like it's burying its main point which is which seems to be you know america's ongoing racism problem uh like they proved me wrong and they've like they brought it back in beautifully because like a lot of stuff like i'm thinking okay what how does this further that point and there are some interesting things there about angela 
that, you know, why did she like Sister Knight? Because Sister Knight looks like her, which is interesting about representation. It's even more interesting when you've got like mm-hmm. a singular black child and in, and in, in this Vietnam um uh this Vietnam environment. You've got Dr. Manhattan, you know, hiding out as a black man in America. There's there's some stuff there, but then again, like what does that have to do with the elephant? What does that have to do? Why does this, the Seventh Cavalry becoming Doctor Man? I actually thought that was interesting when Joe Keen revealed that. I'm like, I feel like if you gave uh, one of these like an America First, um, like white nationalist types, uh, Doctor Manhattan powers, which is all of Doctor Manhattan powers, is cosmic mm-hmm. perception too. Like they would be bored of what they were doing in like three seconds. But like, how much damage could they do in three seconds? That's true. That's true. A it's lot. like if they like you know eliminate all like you know non-white people on the earth, that'd be that'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, but like I just like it's one of the things where it's like it seems like a self-limiting thing. Like if you can't even maintain your interest in humanity, mm-hmm. like what? How fast is it? How many nanoseconds does it take you to realize that like the difference between the races and like the national like how how? Yeah. I feel like that was one of the things that were like you just get over first. Yeah, you could. So I, well, I, th- I, I, so I felt like the the Angela stuff was the strongest stuff in this episode for sure. Like the the blending, the thing they're doing with nostalgia, the blending of the memories between Will and hers, mm-hmm. uh, it really goes to it, it puts a pretty fine point on like their their similarities of spirit, mm-hmm. I think, um, and why Angela would become a cop, right? Like all of this history is so tied up in who Angela is now, uh, and, and that was kind cool of- to see, but like. Yeah. Some of the other stuff didn't work for me. Like Lady True in this episode is an exposition machine. She, all she's there to do is to just drop facts on you. And most and she, of, and, and, and facts we already know. And and the reason like I like the Angela stuff is because it's not, that's not happening in those scenes, right? Yeah. You're being shown things. Exactly. You're being expected to understand a thing, not just simply told what's happening and laid it out in great detail. I, I don't know that that part, the angel part worked for me with the memories. The stuff with Lady True did not. Well, the, and that the the one thing that I thought really capped off uh, the, the the thing with with um, Lori and the Judd's widow Jane, um, it wasn't just the 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 trapdoor is what the fuck. Like it also felt like it was two or three minutes of just pure exposition mm-hmm. that we already knew, but like they had to play it that way because like how else would you play? Lori coming in to talk to Judd's widow and not like, you know. Well, they, they that, really wanted to play that cute, right? They really wanted they to did. play the Lori card, which like Jane, it's it's Lori getting Lorried, right? Like, yes. oh, I'm doing something you didn't expect me to do. You came right. in here with a whole plan and I'm turning it on its head. Right. Like, you, you know, you laugh at me, I laugh at you because right. you know what's more absurd than... Than me being a seventh cavalry, per- me being a seventh cavalry person with a trapdoor, and <laughs> right. here's the thing: it's like and admitting to it and surprising you. So like we had, yeah, okay. So let's. I think this is a good transition to another topic, which is the theory crafting. Well, ho- hold on one okay. second because I want to talk about the cuteness of that scene, okay, and the cuteness of some other scenes because right. they're, you know, I said Lady Lady True is an exposition bomb that goes mm. off in this episode, right? Uh, she's also a cute bomb that goes off too because she exposits right up until the point where the episode doesn't want you to know a thing yet Mm. and then she says tell me what the fuck the millennium clock does and she says no 
Mm-hmm. It's the only goddamn thing she won't talk about mm-hmm. in the entire world. She'll reveal Doctor Manhattan's real identity. Right. She'll be, yeah. She'll right. make that she'll question. She'll talk yeah. about the seven K. Uh-huh. Getting Doctor Manhattan powers. Like yeah. All of these fucking things she'll talk about, except for the one thing that the audience wants to know about, and the one thing that Damon Lindelof knows the audience wants to know about, mm-hmm. and the one thing he's got to save for the next episode. Because <laughs> what the fuck's he gonna do if he doesn't? That shit starts to get too cute to me. Uh huh. Well, I mean, it 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 also. Did you like? I, I, did you did your like eye twitch? I feel like at the end of that statement, your eye no. like I'm like I what think this is about? actually coming. That's what distracted me. Like, oh my god, I'm watching Jim lose his shit about the show. Um, gonna have a heart attack, and die. <laughs> I forget what I was gonna say. Something about we're, well, we're transitioning over. If you yeah, want to. yeah, no, but I, I. So, do you really think that? Is that if I'm trying to say how much is that is a fair comment? Because you're like he's doing it this way because otherwise, what would he do? And I'm like, well, there's you know, you got to pace these out in one hour increments of television. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think the pacing like suffers from that. Maybe this is the case of the episode. But like, what would you have him do? Because here's the other thing. I I think that one or both of the sides of the story, the Lady Truth versus 7K, are not being honest about what they're actually trying to do. Okay. Right. I mean, could be. Because, like, we know from the pedophile shit that there's a whole bunch of, like, high-definition plasma screen TVs. Mm-hmm. Like, if she just, like, literally stops him from being Dr. Manhattan, like, there's got to be a second phase to it because... Yeah. Well, that's the thing she won't talk about. Right. The that's thing what that I'm saying. Where she just says no. So, so I'm like, but if, if you would have, like, how maybe that would take another 30 minutes and you can't just, like, fit that into, you know, and it'd be... And, and, sure, and sure. also she's doing yeah, the Ozymandias thing where she's not going to let, you know, she's not going to monologue. I, I felt like they were also maybe there's a contrast between the Seventh Calvary who was openly monologuing and like Gene Smart was doing his big show thing about I don't give a shit about your monologue versus Lady True who is kind of keeping her card somewhat close to her vest. And that's like she's the Ozymandias model. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't have her continue to exposit. Yeah. <laughs> I would have reconstructed the entire scene uh, uh, to maybe reveal this and have the audience engage their brain a bit. I'd, mm. I don't know. I, I I don't want to shit on it too much. I haven't seen this more than once. I just saw it. Right. Uh, Coming off a long vacation, the long holiday weekend. Let's talk about what you wanted to talk about, which is the theorizing. Yeah, so the theorizing. This, this leads right into it. Um. They was it was pretty. I don't know how common knowledge because this is an editorial choice I made. But I got in like on week two or three. I, it was almost immediately. People with this, uh, I think Calvin is Doctor Manhattan theory. Yeah, and they the things that they, they it, it tracked like you know it's like the evidence tracked like uh but it was like the evidence it was very were flimsy yeah it's evidence where i'd be like whatever you know like oh you know look how Lori she's always flirting about like and saying how what a what a hunky is and all this kind of stuff and oh then you know he explains atheism to children and that's a weird thing to do and it's not. there was another it's not. quote about something about not being god or so I, I can't remember but then i saw one like three weeks ago where someone had compared cal the actor who plays cal's hands with some promotional pre-promotional material of dr manhattan's hands like him picking up that mask that we saw in the trailer and some other things where we saw dr manhattan's hands and i realized two things one that they were right Okay, <laughs> because it's pretty inconvertible that the, the, the guys got the same hands. Like, I don't want to sound like Joey Tribbiani from Friends, but like, you know, they got the hand twins, you know, so identical gloves. hand twins, Dr. Manhattan and Cal. This is an Aussie. Product. And two, yeah. 
there was villainy afoot. No fucking way. No fucking way in the first episode you pull that shit out. And like I've I've seen Joanna Robinson openly throwing shade on people who are using, you know, shit that they got from the the, the screener material to like spoon this thing out for a bunch of internet fame and points. Yeah. And like I will say that it didn't it didn't impact my enjoyment. It is certainly impacted. But mine. I could tell yeah. it fucking impacted yours. And I, why Yeah, because everything that should be surprising me and should yeah. elicit some emotion is eliciting nothing but oh yeah, I kind of already knew that. That's it's all been figured out, right? And when you're playing this puzzle box mystery game, yeah. I need to be surprised by things hmm. in order for me to really feel the show working. And it's just not happening. I like I'm getting I'm getting spoiled. The thing is, is I guess um, that's one of those things where it's like the fact that he was Dr. Manhattan um, was was certainly not a surprise because, you know, people I right. already convinced myself that that was probably going to, that was probably the truth. But like the manner in which it was revealed, like Angela beating his brains in to get like this like cosmic gate to unlock his consciousness or something. Mm hmm was surprising because I was always like once I intense, determined yeah. that 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 was true I stopped I just hard shunted on those theories because I'm like I don't want to know anymore especially if people are being fuckheads about it mm-hmm. and like if, if you guys were if someone organically like put in that theory yeah, I'm not I'm you, not but... throwing shade at you because like I you know yeah. everyone gets a shot in the dark everyone get that in, yeah everyone you know like hell I got hooded justice before the fucking season yeah and there's like you know some people two three four episodes in were denying that was happening so like it happens okay but like um it it, it does suck that like and but but once I saw it was right it's like to me that starts feeling like a studio leak like I don't want to know that that's like I I I like speculation I like some behind the scenes stuff but like if you're just going to tell me what the plot is fuck so I kind of shunted that off and I protected myself from the details I don't know if you did or like just the fact that like did you think it was stupid when you first heard the, the, that theory mm-hmm. yeah. okay but I, I'm so used to I was, theories yeah. that I think are stupid just not coming true because like most of them don't because they're yeah. crazy yeah. Uh, it seems like every time I think a theory is stupid in this show, it comes true. Hmm. And that's where I start to look at it and go, that seems a little too on the nose. Like we're watching also Mr. Robot at the same time. Mm-hmm. That is another show that encourages a lot of theory crafting. Mm-hmm. And most of the time people are wrong hmm. on that show. And I don't know if that's just the style of storytelling is different. Uh, and so people aren't able to guess well, as much. Well, to be fair, Mr. Robot has got a lot of miles ahead of it. And uh-huh. most of the things it's hitting out of the park are like emotional truths about characters and this is shows i like yeah you know this is like emotional truth about characters and their relationship to the country and the you know the race and the whole uh the that that the whole intersectional stuff we talk about in society but like we didn't come into this season like you know having four seasons of affection for angela abar and and whatnot so Mm -hmm. like I, I I hate comparing those two because, yeah, yeah. but 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 yeah, like it's easier to nail stuff like you know just truths about a character than it is. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Sam Asmail can like pay off the White Rose plot and like whatever yeah. kind of sci-fi mumbo jumbo is going on there. Like that's that's where you can compare like apples to apples with Watchmen. I don't think Watchmen could ever do, you know. Like, yeah, it's weird. I because I really love episodes like last episode. Mm-hmm. I think last episode was maybe the best episode of the entire series. Sure, uh, just Angela going through Will's memories. Mm-hmm. This uh, the these types of episodes get in the way of those character moments too much, mm. and so I'm 
I just I'm losing the thread of what this show is trying to say. Yeah. Because it's so cute, it's so tricky, it's so weird. All of those things add up to more than than what the characters and the message are able to convey to me. And it's it's problem. It's troublesome to me because I like the show. I want it. See, to that, that's the thing. I like the show. I like Lindelof. Me, but and and I will. I will shit hardcore on this if at the end of episode nine. I think that this wasn't worth yeah. the journey. And, you know, like I have my moments of doubt for sure, but I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to, it'll probably turn out okay. Well, I, I I will say I don't feel like people are going to really feel me on this because huh. the people watching the show, I think are all on board. Sure. Uh, for whatever the show is going to dish out. Uh-huh. It's just, it hasn't been able to hook me with those things because I guess I'm expecting something else from it. And every time... I expect something poignant and interesting. It it, it stands up Trap and door. farts. There yeah. are farts. Stands up farts. Yeah, yeah. It delivers a big wet fart. Uh huh. I I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. I hope the last two episodes are good. Um, there as a couple of you know this show continues to look amazing. I really, mm-hmm. really, really like the transition from Angela's face and her like you know distinctively kind of arched eyebrows to the stained glass like dome of the yep. trial of Ozymandias. Uh, but then, you know, five minutes later, you get a fart. And then uh, Ozzy, you know, transitions into a statue. Yeah. Um, the, there's the the woman they cast to play old June mm-hmm. is r- amazingly, yeah. looks amazingly like young June. And sold the character. Like, I was like, it reminded me of, like, the little love story they told at the start of Up, where it's like, that shouldn't work, but it really okay. does. And, yeah. like, I was really wrapped up with, like, oh, my God, Angela's going to come to Tulsa with her grandma, and she's going to watch Sister Night, and, like, mm-hmm. I know everything I need to know about this character now. And then her grandma fucking has a heart attack right in the middle of the street, and nobody helps her. Yeah. Uh, presumably because she's black, or I don't know, maybe they just, because, like, Vietnam, for being a 51st state, pretty wild, wild west with the way they dispense mm-hmm. justice. And yeah, that's, yeah. Just, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not willing they're doing some subtle work there. Like there's a lot of this Mm -hmm. whole, I thought it was interesting how despite having this firewall burnt between Angela and her grandfather, that she had the same kind of sense of justice that he had. Yeah. And like how that's playing with this generational trauma that like, even without any kind of contact or something like like, Mm that, like a genetic level that's happening here. And that's, I think that's really clever and it's really cool. and It's very insightful. But yeah, I don't I don't know why we have to be hooked up to an elephant. But but if, if well, what if that is all explained, you know, not and not just sure. like a PD files, but what if it all comes around, you know? Yeah, I mean they're they're probably gonna try and explain some of it. Um but like what, what, is, what are people gonna be is, talking about tomorrow? What if Damon Lindelof has read some weird study where it's like we're thinking that he's actually going with the elephants and the long memory and ha ha ha, but there's actually something about like elephants being unusually resistant to trauma or like yeah. have a like a very healthy way of Well, I'm sure I, next episode Lady True will get on the screen <laughs> and exposit all of that to <laughs> She'll us. She'll read the National Geographic yeah. article. Yeah. 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 I mean that's actually kind of perfect because the the leftovers played with that Nat Geo shit. They did, yeah. Yeah, Lindelof, mail me the copy of Nat Geo you mailed <laughs> or that you read so I can I can bone up for the the next episode. Right. 
what else do we want to talk about? Do we want to get to an instant talk? Yeah, we should get to some questions from the audience. Uh, this is the point where I usually do a on-the-fly commercial for the club, but because I'm simultaneously trying to open something on my computer, I can't do that. But seriously, we're about to get into the instant talk part where we talk to people with the YouTube interface. It's exclusive to the club. It's a club feature. It's at club.baldmove.com. If you want to get in on it, just go to club.baldmove.com. You can get a free 30-day trial. What follows is a brief snippet of what you missed on this week's Instant Talk podcast. Is Lube Man coming back? Oh, yeah. Lube Man has to be explained by the ninth episode. Or this whole thing, this whole thing, this whole experiment has been a waste. Petey's going to pull a big silver dildo out of a briefcase. (laughs) Say, what do you think now, Lori? Yeah. 